was so exciting. I think the last time I saw you was in like one point of was, was that the last time? I think so. Yeah, I think I was uh, I was doing hair in and then you said you're moving to was it Toronto or Edmonton? Yeah, I think that was Edmonton. I think that was probably the last time I seen you. Because I sent you to to Jeanette, right? Yeah. And then and then I sent you to Kyle after. Yes. Toronto. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's been so long. It's crazy. Has it been three years? Well, I've I've moved to Toronto. I just hit my two year mark in Toronto. So that means when I moved to Edmonton, it was like. Oh wow. Yeah, longer than three years. Yeah, because I've been living here for for a year now. Holy shit. Yeah, July second is my one year. Damn. I know, pretty crazy. Do you like it? I love it here. It's great. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I just feel like I can, I can do more. You know. Yeah. I felt a little bit kind of um, limited in in Winnipeg, so I felt like for me to grow in in my life and my career, I, I had to get out. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that was the the best decision that I made, but it, it was tough. You know how it is. <laughs> I think. Mean, yeah. No, I get that. I get that. Yeah. A year already. Yeah, when when you told me you were thinking of moving to BC, I, I immediately thought I was like BC's your city. I think. I guess I thought you know majority of Canada was just you know really spaced out, really flat. But as you get out of Winnipeg, like you start to see more, right? Yeah. And yeah, so I just kept on coming back to Vancouver often, and I just fell in love with it more and more every time. And yeah, it's crazy that I end up out here. Aww. Yeah, I mean, it, I, I always knew that you'd leave Winnipeg. I, I never really thought of you as someone. Like, from the moment I met you, I was like, I wonder why she still lives here. See, that's really interesting that you say that because, like, a lot of people have mentioned that, too. And, and they said, like, oh, we kind of knew that you would move away, but we didn't think that you would take this long. Yeah. But I, I think it's just, you know, just kind of believing in yourself and knowing that you can actually do it, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's true. This is my journey through my life, and I am chatting with a bunch of the people that I am so lucky to have met so far. Um, and I high key get to thank them for staying this long. <laughs> it, like, it's really it's crazy. So I am very thankful for having them around. My guest today is Holly, and she has been my set like low-key has been my stylist all these years even though she hasn't done my hair apparently more than three years now i've known you since 2011 2012 i think like yeah it was early on yeah yeah like end of university because holly was the one who dyed my hair for the first time it was some bright red we went from black and virgin hair to bright red 
yeah, I've never trusted any other stylist. <laughs> Even when I moved, I would ask Holly for other stylists that she trusted. Holly is the definition of, you know, when you sit in their stylist's chair and then they tell you tell them everything. That is Holly. Holly knows basically everything that happens in my life. So we're just going to chat about moving out of provinces because we've both done this. Um, and I think Holly can properly, actually better articulate what that feels like because um, I can't even tell you how much I hate moving now. I hate moving anything. I can't even move furniture. Like, it's stupid. I just wanted to ask you, like, how, like, what the process was and kind of, like, why, like, we were just talking about, right? Like, everyone thought that you were going to move sooner. I thought you were, it, I think everyone kind of gets this feeling from you that you're just, like, you're too big for a small city. And Winnipeg is tiny. Yeah, it. It's kind of funny because, like, I I didn't think that I would stay that long, but after a while traveling around the world, I realized that there's just so much more out there. And every time I travel and come back to Winnipeg, it, it just it's kind of like a downer for me because yeah. I see so much. And then I come back to a city where it kind of restricts me from doing a lot of things. And... I think what kind of sparked my move was like my best friend, uh, Chantelle, she moved to Vancouver in 2017. And a part of me felt like, you know, something was missing when she left and I felt, you know, like, like my partner in crime was gone. Right. Yeah. And when I came out to Vancouver to surprise her for her 30th birthday, uh, during that trip, I actually, I met someone, so uh, I started doing long, long distance with this guy that I met from Vancouver, and I was traveling back and forth for, for almost a year, and I would come back to Vancouver for a week, and I would go back to Winnipeg for three weeks, and I would just grind it, work really hard, and then come back, and so as I kind of slowly transitioned out of uh, Winnipeg, I was building my life in Vancouver, and also just kind of mentally checking out of Winnipeg, but um, things didn't work out and we had actually broke up last year of uh, April in 2019. So during that time when we had broken up, like it was really devastating. I don't know if I was still coming out and I just said to myself, you know what, like I've already planned this move and just because this relationship ended doesn't mean that my life will stop. Right. And so the first thing I did after that breakup, I, I called I called a best friend and I said, hey, you know what, like this happened. And she was shocked. It was like a complete 180. But yeah. she said, you know what, like even if, you know, you were to move out here, like I don't want to have that responsibility of babysitting you. Yeah. And I said, oh, that's absolutely right. Like if I'm going to move out, like I still have to do it on my own. And so, yeah, I, I still want to do it. I actually mentioned to my, my family and friends a year ago that I was moving and they all have told me, they said, you know, like, like don't move for someone. You got to do it for yourself. So leading up to, you know, the move, I, I had two months left before, before moving. I moved out, you know, July 2nd of 2019. And I think the hardest part was just, you know, saying your goodbyes, and I remember, you know, like, when I was 
finishing up like my services with my, with my clients, I said, you know, like, this is my last haircut with you. Yeah. And like, I'm really close to my clients. And I said, you know, even though I'm, I'm moving out of province, but you can always still keep in touch with me. Yeah. And I have everyone on my social media. So yeah, they'll still message me once in a while for, for you know, like Every. haircut questions or inspiration or whatever, right? I'm pretty engaged with my clients that way, but the last day saying goodbye to my family, like it was, I think it was the hardest thing because like me and my mom, we never really had a good close relationship growing up. Oh, okay. But as I got older, we started bonding and getting to know each other. And I guess, you know, for me to grow up and move away, like I think it meant a lot for the both of us. So when I went to their place, you know, my last night and saying goodbye to her, like she actually, she hugged me and she held on to me and we were both crying. So I think removing myself from Winnipeg, it actually built a stronger relationship between like me and my mom and also my family too. Yeah. And I don't think I would have had this a different appreciation for my family if I didn't remove myself. Yeah. from the city yeah yeah like the distance was actually a really good thing absolutely yeah no I get that I get that I, I'm a lot closer to my family just because I had the same relationship or yeah I had the same relationship with my family and since I've moved it's it's gotten better and I think it's just like do you feel because um like, do you feel obligated to have to talk to your parents now more? Is it more because you're like, I miss them and I want to talk to my parents? Uh, not at all. Like, I don't feel like I'm obligated to call them. Like, I'll call them when I feel like, you know what, I'm missing home or I just want to, like, catch up with them and, and see how they're doing. So, like, we don't talk, like, every single day. Yeah. I think our, our family dynamics is a little bit different that way. Um, like sometimes like I don't I don't talk to my dad for like a couple months I'll talk yeah. to my mom like you know every once in a while but I will call my grandma about probably like maybe like once a week or or maybe uh, in, like two weeks depending on how I feel and and also like life happens too right yeah but I can definitely uh, can say that I can do a better job of keeping in touch with people that I care about yeah but that's something I'm trying to work on right now but it's it's been tough right like this year has been really crazy it's a crazy time that we're living in but yeah I think right now it's making me realize that the relationships that I have with people that I'm close with like I should definitely put more focus on that yeah and just to reach out more did you realize that sooner than you thought you would like when you moved um that's a very good question i i didn't know how things would turn out i i have you know spoke to numerous people about about the whole moving and your relationships and your connections like how how does that look like after and a lot of people said you know the ones that do care about you they will reach out to you and also the ones that you want to still reach out to and talk to you will put in time and effort right yeah yeah did you did you 
or were you ever surprised to hear from people that you didn't think would reach out to you after you moved? Oh, absolutely. Oh, really? Yeah. There are some people that would message me out of the blue and I, I guess I would never have thought they reached out during this time, but it's, it's nice. It's nice to catch up with old faces and hear from them. Um, like even Vancouver now, like I, I have a lot of friends that have moved out, right? Yeah. So I've been keeping in contact with, um, with them too. They would come and see me for services at, at work. They come see me for haircuts too. Uh, I have, you know, some friends that are moving out during this pandemic and they have reached out too and said, Hey, like I, I just moved here and I'm in town now. And so one of the things that I want to do moving out to Vancouver was to reach out to all the the Winnipeggers that are here and in hopes that we can actually create a community where we can all network and be connected. So if anyone ever has um, has any like questions or they need help or services or whatever, then we can kind of, then we can kind of feed off each other, right? We can just go to each other and be like, Hey, you know what? Like I, I would like you to help me on this. Yeah. Just so we have like a support network out here. Cause we are we are far away from home right we don't some of us we, we don't have any family out here yeah so this is pretty much my way just kind of creating this new family circle out in Vancouver <laughs> so nice I feel I think that's one of the things that I I love so much about Winnipeg is that even if it is really small when you move out like the, the few people that ever leave Winnipeg um, you kind of look for people you know from Winnipeg again wherever it is that you end up going to um, yeah I, I, t- I totally agree because if if you're not you're not home you want to have that sense of home somewhere else right yes. and that connection out of Vancouver is basically like like us Winnipeggers right like we yeah. can relate we can relate to uh where we grew up and the stores and you know the group of friends that we all kind of know right yeah and just talking to other people that have moved you know around the world to vancouver and they have said the same thing too where you know people from new zealand who move here they'll kind of bunch up and kind of hang out together in a cluster right yeah so there's that there's that common um there's that common ground with that connection right yeah there's just a bigger sense of home with that feeling so it's it's always nice to find people that are from where you're born and raised because they understand who you are and where you came from. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Do you find that when you do go back to Winnipeg though, that some people still kind of fight against the idea of you like leaving? I, for most parts, I do have people that support my move, but then I do have ones that don't quite support it. And it, it doesn't really bother me in that sense. I think it's because when people can't see themselves in my shoes, then they kind of see that as a, a negative thing. Yeah. There, there's almost like a disconnect. There's no relation there, right? Yeah. And also sometimes like, you know, people that really care about me or they're going to miss me when I move. So they, they kind of they kind of fight against that, right? But yeah. but that's just a natural feeling. So I don't I don't blame them for feeling that way. Yeah. Like when when my best friend moved away, like 
I was not ready to move yet. So I was kind of like, oh, wow, like you're moving. And yeah. do you really want to move? Like, does it make sense? But also like it made sense to her. Right. So for me to move, like I'm, I'm also doing it for myself. Right? I'm not doing it because someone's telling me to or whatever. Right. Yeah. So, so yeah, like, you know, I, I respect everyone's opinions and, you know, like they, they can always tell me to stay, but I'm always going to do whatever I feel is best for me. Yeah. Yeah. You mentioned earlier that um, when you did mention it to your family and friends last year that you were moving, they, a lot of them advised that don't move for somebody. And you just said now that like, you know, I would, I only would move for me and that would be the same advice that you would give anybody who wants to move. Um, Absolutely. What, like, why do you think a lot of people in your in your circle said not to move for someone? I think moving for someone is is not enough, right? You have to think about your career. You have to think about your life, your lifestyle. It, so if you're moving for someone and it doesn't work out, what what do you have left? Like, what is your purpose of moving to that location in the first place? Like if you can't see your life being there, yeah. if that person is not around, then it almost doesn't make sense for you to move, right? Right. <clears throat> so, <clears throat> sorry. So if if I'm moving somewhere, I have to I have to think about okay, like what what is my career going to look like, and can I grow as a person? Like those things are always going to be really important to me, and if I don't see myself moving forward in that place, then I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to move there. Yeah. So I have to really want to move there for me to actually go and do it. Right. Would you expect someone to move somewhere for you? <laughs> uh, that, that's a funny question. Cause so before I was moving away, I, I had two months left in Winnipeg. So I, I started, I started hanging out with my uh, with my now current partner, Mac, and I honestly had no expectations. I said, you know what, I'm just gonna finish out what I'm gonna do in Winnipeg and and just leave, right? right? Say goodbye to everyone. But so he came for a haircut, and you know we we started chit chatting, and like he, he's a mutual friend of mine. He's actually friends with my mutual friend from Winnipeg. And so, like, we've known each other for about five years. Wow. And we, so we started hanging out. And right before I moved, I said, you know, like, I, like, I can't do another long distance. And, like, like no offense to you, but, like, I, I'm moving. I'm not staying here any longer. And I guess once I moved, it just kind of inspired him to move out. But I, I told him the same thing, too. I said, like, don't move here for me you got to make sure that you you have a good career like a good job in place and this is going to benefit your life too right you can't just move here for me and just kind of rely on me to make you grow and make you happy right so um fast track to today like we we actually live together now and we've been together for a year and this is our home that we live in and it's funny because actually later today we're gonna go check out 
a house. So we're, we're trying to purchase a house out here now together. So it, it's just kind of interesting how life just works out that way. But I think if you're focused on your goals and your career and, and for you to be better, it just kind of attracts like-minded people. Yeah. And I think that's what kind of happened in our situation because I think, you know, we're, we're both working on ourselves. We're both looking for like the next best thing. And we just kind of met up at the right place at the right time. Right. So, yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's where I'm at right now. So exciting that you guys are looking for a house. Congratulations, by the way. That's so cool. Thank you. Yeah, like it's, it's crazy because like I, before I even had the whole thought of, um, moving out to Vancouver. This is during the time when my best friend was moving away. I looked at 10 different places in Winnipeg, but wow. nothing really stuck. Like nothing seemed right. Nothing felt like home for me. Right. So I said, you know what? Like it, I'm not going to drop that lump sum of money on a place where I don't feel like home. Yeah. And so, yeah, like now I'm, I'm looking for a place with my partner and, and that's, that's really exciting. That's, that's new for us. That's new for me, but that's pretty much yeah, the, next, the next big step that I'm taking. Yay. Are you excited? I am. I am excited. I'm nervous. It's, you know, it, it it's a big step, right? Like it's yeah. a big chapter finding a place, but I know it's going to be um, a little bit tough in the beginning because looking for a new home, like it, there's a lot of different factors, right? Yeah. You gotta look for like location. You gotta look for like schools around. Yeah. And and also you gotta look for you know like the 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 essentials too, right? The stores, like Costco, like anything that we need for our everyday life, right? Yeah. But also at the same time, like my my goal is to start a my business too so I think that's why I'm trying to look for this place now just so I can have my my business at home okay since most of the people that I've spoke to and these are clients I'm I'm talking to them on the daily everyone's working from home now and I feel like I'm at that point in my life where I want to find a good work-life balance and for my job it's physical. I have to be there. I have to go to, I have to go to work to provide a service. Yeah. So instead I said, well, I want to work from home too. Yeah. And how am I going to do that? So we, so Mac and I have talked about, you know, we should probably look for a place that allows me to work from home to build my studio at home. Yeah. Oh my God. That's so exciting. If I was in Vancouver, I totally be like, I'm coming to you all the time anyway. So oh, yeah, that'd be nice. I'll oh, be like old right. times. <laughs> I'll visit and then I'll just be like, I need time with Holly today. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I've been doing this for like 10 years too, right? And wow. it's, yeah, it's, it's kind of interesting because some people are like, how old are you? Like, yeah, how long have you been doing this? Yeah, it's, it's been 10 years. And I, I think it gets, oh, I, I love it. it. It's almost like I just started yesterday. Yeah. Like it still, it still feels that fresh. That's and I, I think the longer I do it, like the better I can connect with people and my job becomes much more easier yeah. and it's been really rewarding. Like for the, for the past like five years, I feel like 
like this is it like this is what I'm going to be doing for like a very very long time yeah you are very much a people person do you think that it you have to have a certain personality to do what you're doing uh I would say so like I would say you you don't necessarily have to be an extrovert like I'm an extrovert but I, I think as I'm getting older. I'm a little bit more like an ambivert. So oh. I, I'm kind of like in the middle of like an extrovert and introverted, but I lean towards more extroverted. So I think becoming, uh, I guess, like a stylist or a barber, it, it kind of comes down to like life experiences, you know? I think the more life experiences that you have, you can, you can definitely connect on, on different levels, right? Right career-wise business politics whatever but uh like in, in our line of job we don't talk about politics and religion because it's kind of like it's a touchy subject right yeah, yeah but like i've i've traveled a lot like i my my personal time I, I do a lot of like sports and activities so i think if if you like being around people you you like to chit chat and you're open-minded, I think this is definitely a career for someone that wants to be in that. Yeah. And I think being creative and being an artist helps. Yeah. Absolutely. No, absolutely. Um, it's, it's funny because um, when I met you, I remember, or like all these years that I've known you, you're very, like you're a go-getter and, and you'll try anything once type of personality. Um, do you think that kind of shaped you into picking being a barber? Um, it's funny how that started. Like, I think with, um, so going back to when I was younger, my mom used to cut my hair. Oh. And I guess, like, she gave me one haircut one time, like, in grade five. It was just up to, like, my, my cheeks. And I was just like, Mom, I don't like that. And so I, I think... Ever since then, I, I want to kind of find someone that can cut my hair. And my best friend, Jolene, that lives in Winnipeg, she was doing my hair for a long time when we were kids. And in grade six, we were 12 years old. She said to me, you know what? One day I'm going to open up a salon and you're going to work for me. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, sure, what, whatever, right? Like, like, we were kids. We didn't really know, right? So I think hair for me was was really important I think it just kind of defined me as a person um it made up like a big part of me yeah. and so when I when I started working I was I was in corporate for for a while but I got laid off and then this is back in 2010 my mom had suggested hey like what are you gonna do with your life like I was, I was actually unemployed and I was on EI employment insurance for about three months. And I just felt like, like, where's my life going? What's my purpose? And then she suggested to me that I should go to hair school. And I was not on board with that. I, I actually doubted the whole thing. I said, I said, I was like, hair, like you can't make money in hair. Like that, that that's silly. Like, why would I want to do that? Right. Yeah. So she said, you know what? just go try. Right. And I said, okay, fine. So I started school. I started hairstyling and I went through hell and back when I was in school. And I think 
the first two years I tried to get into um, like hairstyling, doing hair, uh, coloring and like haircuts for women. But for some reason, it just never really stuck with me. I felt like, I, I guess for me as a person, I'm pretty kind of OCD. So I like being in control of what I'm doing. So I grew up with a lot of guy cousins and I, I can relate on a better on a better note with with men and I think that's how I just kind of switched over to barbering and then I've just been doing that ever since I feel like a lot of guys they feel comfortable um, uh, they feel comfortable talking to me and expressing like how they feel or maybe going through some hardships with their relationships with their with their lady friends and because I have a good understanding of men and also I'm not biased. Yes, you do. So yeah. they feel they feel comfortable sharing that information with me. And I also I also tell my clients that whenever they they talk about anything with me, that stays in my chair. Yeah. They don't sign a waiver, they don't sign a consent form, but whatever they tell me would always stay with me. And I don't repeat their names or anything. Yeah. And I think just having that trust with them it, it just you know, makes me feel awesome too, knowing that they can share that kind of stuff with me and then also making them feel good too. Yeah. So, yeah, like, barbering has uh, has changed my life. I can absolutely vouch for that uh, chair thing, by the way, because I, like, trust, like, you know so much about me and my life, and it's, like, not once did I ever, from the moment I met you, not once did I ever think, like, oh, I can't tell her anything or, um and like I remember when I told you like just moving or you know anything really like about my relationships or like my my friendships and stuff you would always the 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 best thing or one of the best things about you is that you're right you're not biased and you have a deep understanding I think of a, a human connection um I don't think you give yourself enough credit like it's not I don't think it's just men um you have this way of like almost letting me understand what I need to understand through you um, and you'll talk me through it but you'll give me like guidance you won't just be like this is what it is or like whatever you'll tell me what your perspective is and um, you'll kind of just you know let me talk to myself for a little while and then understand what I'm doing you'll never tell me you know you should do this or you know I think this is what you should do because of this or whatever you're always just like well this is how you know you are and this is how other people can be and then i go well fuck like i should probably understand more about humans and i think that's one of the greatest aspects about you and i can see why a lot of your clients are super loyal to you i mean i've moved and we haven't seen each other um but you know throughout all these years i've never not once like talked to you or um, you're right, like, you keep in touch with all of your clients so much that we will ask you everything <laughs> at this point, and that's such a, like, that's such a nice thing. It's, it's, it's not just our loyalty to you, it's your loyalty to us. Absolutely. Um, I think because, like, I'm really passionate with what I do, Yeah. and <clears throat> when I learn about something, I like to kind of you know, research it, be knowledgeable. So like, I'm always want to help. And that that's just me as a person. 
Like I, I try to be consistent and yeah, like you said, like a lot of, you know, a lot of clients, they feel comfortable talking to me. I think just me meeting all these different personalities and different clients throughout my life or throughout my career, I've just learned from all different walks of life. I think I can kind of relate to each one. And I'm always, I'm always neutral about, I'm neutral about everything. Like I, I don't, I'm not biased about things, right? Like I always give people the time of day to kind of explain their side, right? Yeah. And then if they ever want my, my advice or opinions, like I, I would be happy to share that with them. But at the end of the day, like I always tell them, you know, like this is just from my personal experience, opinions, whatever, but it's really up to you as a person if that feels right you know if that's the direction that you want to take right yeah so I I want to I want to say I'm more of like a supporting role I want to just kind of help people guide them in the right direction but I'm not I'm never going to tell them what to do yeah you think that like I, I at least from from my experience with our friendship um you're very comfortable telling me your experiences and kind of relating to me in that way do you think that's part of I guess like the service that you want to give to people I think so like I I never try to you know be above anyone I always try to like bring myself to where where they are because they probably feel vulnerable already you know in that state where they want to open up and talk about whatever they want to talk about with me so I you know, I, I just keep calm. I just listen, listen and hear them out and just try to relate to them in that sense. So I, I never, I never try to force anything onto them. So I always try to think back on my experiences and I would say, Hey, like this happened to me and this is how I dealt with that situation. Yeah. Aww. I think, I think that helps, helps me explain it better just so they can kind of gauge their situation and see what they have to do about that right 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 kind of give them a, a, a like a new perspective a little bit yeah yeah that makes sense um before i forget this question because uh, i i hear this all the time with a lot of people like a lot of creatives who start something on their own you mentioned that your mom cut your hair and i feel like a lot of asians <laughs> actually go through that and then you said i want to find, I want to find someone or like be someone who can do a better job. Um, do you, do you think that drove you to being a barber and kind of just like, it's always the creative's mindset of like, if I can't, if someone can't do this for me, I'll do it for myself. Um, and I know as a person, you're like that. So do you think that that was like a, a huge driver in becoming a barber? It's funny, I never thought that I could be one. And I think, yeah, I was just going back to that incident where my mom, <clears throat> she she just chopped off all my hair. My hair was always long. And she just chopped it off. And it was like up to my jawline. It was like up to my cheeks. And I was like, oh my God, like this is not something I like. And I think for for me as a person, I I always want to find a solution to the problems. So I felt like, you know what, <laughs> if I want something done right, I got to do it myself. Yeah. So I think that was in the back of my mind. 
but you know I was I was pretty young so I, I think I started exploring uh, going to different like like hair salons and stuff to find someone that can cut my hair the way that I wanted which I thought is pretty simple I tell them hey like I want a haircut with like layers and it should look like this or whatever yeah but the first place I went to was was magic cut and you know like being 16 like I didn't know any better so I went there and I'm like oh this is not what I wanted either and I so I was kind of on this this path of finding a stylist for myself so I was on this journey trying to find someone that can give me the right haircut that like it it didn't work out yeah and I did find someone that was fairly good and she kind of understood what I wanted but then there's still something missing and I didn't know what it was and I I was like you know what I'll just keep on trying her and to the point where that's when I got laid off from my job and then I was jobless for, for three months. And then that's when my mom had kind of sparked up this idea of going to hair school. And then that's when I was like, oh, I guess, you know, maybe I should get into this new career and maybe I can potentially, you know, give myself a haircut <laughs> that I want. So yeah, that's what, uh, so that's what happened. And even till this day, like, I still cut my hair. I still cut my own hair. Do your own yeah. Hair. Yeah. Would you trust anyone else with their hair now? Um, see, I'm not quite picky who cuts my hair. I just want someone that can kind of listen and hear me out oh. and follow instructions. Like, so I, I do some mentoring and education, too. So if I can find a stylist that can meet my needs, like I can totally, yeah, go to whoever. Yeah. But I think it's their willingness to want to, to kind of meet me halfway. Because right. there are some people out there that just wants to just do whatever they want to do, right? Yeah. I don't know if it's just, it's like a routine thing where they just stick with one haircut and that's what they give everyone. Yeah. But I, I want... I want a stylist that can, you know, be open to, to trying new things. Yeah. So, um, I think I, I think I found someone in Vancouver here, but I'm not, I'm not quite sure yet. I usually try them out like about three times and then the third time I would, I would be able to tell, okay, if this is going to be my stylist for a while, yeah. like if they're able to kind of adjust to what my needs and wants are for my, for my haircuts. Right. Right. Do you want to find a stylist for your hair or do you just, you know, enjoy doing your own hair? Um, I think I do want to find someone because, like, even though I can do it myself, I would like to remove myself from work or remove right. myself from doing my own hair, right? Because yeah. if, if I feel like, hey, you know what, I need some, some me time, I need some self-care, then I need to get out right yeah just shut my brain off and just let someone else kind of pamper me for the day right yeah kind of like what you do for us yeah absolutely so I don't mind doing that like I, I love doing that I love pampering people but at the same time like eventually I'm gonna need that for myself too sometimes <laughs> yeah no, of course um you mentioned mentoring 
and I, I know that you go to conferences and like teach at schools and stuff. Um, you like what made you want to do that? Like you're so busy. Yeah, I I even think of that. Uh, yeah, I guess I am busy, but with the whole teaching and mentoring, I think it comes from my my plan A for my career when I was when I was a child. I said to myself, like one day I'm gonna I'm gonna become a phys ed teacher. That was my that was my ambition was to was to get into teaching because I, I play a lot of sports and all the gym teachers I had when I was little, like they're all amazing. So I said, you know what, I'm gonna I'm gonna get into education, but that kind of fell through because I looked into schooling and it was a lot of years for, for becoming a phys ed teacher. I think it's about seven years. So I kind of gave that up. But um, when I started hair school, I had an instructor. His name is Kyle. And he was just really, really good, really thorough, really, really patient with people. He can, um, he can communicate really well with people. And I said, you know what, like, like, I learned so much from you, and I actually want to do that, you know, down the road. And when he taught my class, he, he actually just gone to hair school um, to teach that, that first year. Wow. So I was his first class. And so he was winging it. He didn't really know what he was getting himself into. And I said, you know what, like, you're actually a really, really good teacher. So... That kind of inspired me to want to get into more more education and mentoring. That's so cool. Do you have a mentor um, for barbering? For barbering, not so much. I I do interact with a lot of different barbers around the world. So when I was traveling, like I would always reach out to barbers and say, "Hey, like I would love to, you know, be a guest." barber at your shop for the day if you if you want and and people are always you know up for oh yeah yeah why don't you come through and we'll we'll meet up so I always have this um connection with barbers through like Instagram or Facebook right before before I plan my trip once I'm there that's when I meet them I get to chit chat with them and just you know hang out for a bit and then I get to kind of cut for the day too so that's pretty awesome and you know what we we always try to feed off each other so whatever I'm doing whatever techniques I have they you know they may not know about it so they're like hey like that's cool like how did you do that or you know I can ask them hey can you give me some feedback on how to be better or what kind of techniques that you guys do at your shop yeah so I've 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 cut out in New York I've cut out in Montreal so I've yeah it's done in, in different places I've I've even host classes in like Edmonton and Winnipeg and all these other cities so I just want to do the same thing in Vancouver too yeah sounds like you're missing Toronto yeah so uh, there was an opportunity opportunity there so I I still have yet to go there yeah but uh like I was actually keeping in touch with uh, with Kyle, so me and Kyle have talked about coming out with with a class or something that we can do together. 
Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Super exciting. Um, I noticed that. So, because you're a mentor and you teach in schools, and every time you go anywhere, I like. I don't know if it's intentional that you um, find barbers, but you learn a lot and then you teach a lot. Is that something that you are finding or learning that's really important in your industry or for you even? Um, for me personally, I I enjoy teaching. I enjoy passing on my knowledge to people and and also that is really important that in our career, sometimes people have too much pride or too much ego and they think that, you know what, I'm, I'm the best at what I do. I don't want anyone else to be better than me, but I think that is the wrong way of thinking because eventually we're going to get older. We're going to lose, we're going to lose our skills, right? So during this time where, where I feel you know, I'm, I'm comfortable with, with what I do. And I think I'm, I'm well-rounded. So I'm actually passing on my knowledge right now to the ones that are newer in the industry or even like the younger kids that want to get into, into barbering or hairstyling. Um, there was, there was a student from this high school in Winnipeg and his name is Caleb. So Caleb was 16 when he reached out to me and he texted me. I'm not sure how he found my number, but he texted me. He gave me this long paragraph and he was like, he's like, hey Holly, like my name's Caleb. I'm from this school. I am wanting to get into barbering and I want you to be my mentor. I've heard so many good things about you and blah, blah, blah. And I'm just so passionate about it. And I was like, wow, like this kid's only 16. I need to meet him. So I said, you know what, Caleb, like, I really appreciate you reaching out to me. Why don't you come in for an interview? Wow. And I always have an interview with, with anyone. Okay. And like for the ones that want to reach out and, and they want to learn from me, I just want to see how, how passionate they are, how invested they are. Because right now, barbering, I think it's, it's a, it's an up and coming trend, right? Like everyone wants to be a barber. Yeah. But the thing is, are they getting into it for the right reasons? So I met, I met Caleb and he said, you know, like, I just want to, I just want to learn everything. I want to know how to be a good barber. I want to know about, you know, how to build a, a good clientele and how to like approach people. And I was like, wow, like this, this kid seems really open-minded and he has a lot of willingness to to want to try and I think that's the most important thing is is being willing to try yeah right and not giving up too so now he's 20 I think he's working at a barbershop in Winnipeg in, in a mall so he still reaches out to me. He, he always asks, and it's funny because he he actually would he, he would message me and say, "Hey Sensei, I'm I'm having troubles with whatever I'm having troubles with. Can can you help me out?" And like, like I really appreciate him like reaching out to me. Like he he obviously like looks up to me till this day, right? And I made him a promise. I said, you know, you you just have to work really hard right now, just 
see this as a temporary stepping stone. You're, you're going to be working at this current place for now. Yeah. Once you're ready to move out of Winnipeg, and if you want to come to Vancouver, I will, I will help you make it out here. I will find you a place to get started. And I think for him and his mind, that's kind of like an end goal where he's going to work up up until yeah. where he gets to move out of Winnipeg and then come here. So, yeah. So I, I try to, you know, I try to help those that, you know, that, that want to succeed, right? That want to be successful. Yeah. yeah. Like you said, you know, when you, you as a person, you start doing things for yourself the universe kind of just gives you the same minded people absolutely That's so cool i am so i am noticing um so you're you're a very confident person in my eyes and i think that's why a lot of people in your life trust you and kind of go to you for a lot of different things um and there's always that adage though where you know you should probably listen to your own advice is that something that you had to learn the hard way yeah I I don't like to give out any advice if I'm not sure of it right I feel like for me I've, I've gone through hell and back many times in my life and you know now that I'm I'm a bit older when when people would talk about their experiences and, and situations that they're going through right now like, oh my god like I went through that and just to kind of give them light in their situation, right? Because sometimes when you're in a bad spot, you just feel like, oh my God, this is just never ending. But I always tell them, you know, like the storms don't last forever, right? And I feel like you just have to kind of, you know, hit rock bottom to realize, you know, what you have and what you're gonna appreciate. Right. If you don't see the worst in things, how can you really be grateful and appreciate for the good things? Right. There's two different extremes there. So if you're always living on the good side, when shit hits the fan, like it's going to feel like, you know, like, oh, my God, life's over. It's in the world. It's so devastating. Right. Yeah. But that's why I, I like to live in, in a balance where. I try to be well, well rounded, well grounded. And if things are bad, it's not going to stay bad forever, right? Right. And I can't always just be happy go lucky because it that, that's just not life, right? Yeah. There's always going to be ups and downs all the time. Yeah. Do you think that's come with age? And also follow up question because I will forget because you are inspiring so many questions. Um, just though, like for a lot of people, that might sound a little jaded just because you're always thinking there's always going to be a bad to the good. Mm -hmm. But I agree, it is more of a balanced mindset. So, do you think, like, is that hard for you to accept sometimes that when there's so much good happening in your life at some point? it'll make you realize how good that is because something bad has to happen. 
I, I mean, like for me as a person, I, I kind of do think that way where if, if the good times are, you know, are always there and it's prolonging and that means something bad's going to happen. Like I, I try to think of it as, okay, now that things are good, I'm just going to really appreciate this time. But once something that's not in my favor, that's going to come up, I just kind of have to adapt and work with that. Okay. So I don't want to really let get like let it get to me, but I am aware that this good time is not going to last forever. Right, like you mentally prepare yourself. Yeah, like I, I that's just how I am as a person, right? Okay. Just so I'm not shocked when something bad happens, but yeah. How do you deal with that? Then, like knowing that whatever period of your life has been going so well. And at some point, like, shit's going to hit the fan. I think at a young age, like, I, I had been hit hard with, like, really bad times before where it was just highs and lows. And I just didn't like how it was like a roller coaster, right? Yeah. So instead, I was, I was thinking to be more, like, calm and collective. So when things do happen, I just have to just just really figure out what is the problem and how can I come up with a solution? Yeah. Instead of like panicking. That's hard. <laughs> that is really hard. And I, I think it's, it's just, you know, disciplining myself. Like, like I grew up playing a lot of sports, right? So, you know, at a young age when in grade two, I started playing basketball with my, my cousins and they're a lot older than me, right? So like I was really small, really short. And the basketball is like super huge yeah. for me. And I couldn't reach the basket. I couldn't dribble properly. But like I had to just really be calm and just learn and just go through with it. Like yeah. it wasn't going to happen overnight, right? Yeah. So just learn how to be patient. Like I think that's what helped me grow, grow as a person. Yeah. So I think I started that at a young age to learn how to be patient with a lot of things. Yeah. And then you kind of just carried it throughout your life. Yeah. Yeah. It was really frustrating. I was an angry child growing up. So, I mean, I'm really different now. Like, <laughs> a lot of people think I'm, like, calm and chill and whatever, right? Yeah. Don't want you. But, but yeah, like, I, I think it's just a lot of, like, self-development to get to pretty much where I am right now. Yeah. Yeah so crazy I, I didn't have an easy childhood growing up like it was yeah it was kind of rough for me just like like family like relationships yeah. uh like me and my mom and also just just growing up as a kid just trying to figure out like where where I stood right where I stand yeah. in society so that's so crazy do you yeah. think that like you were saying that you know being a barber um you get to a lot of people and being able to talk to a lot of people is because of just the experiences that you've given yourself so like being in sports and all the traveling and stuff like that do you think that um a lot of that realization of what happened to you through your life and like what started in childhood too is also shaping just kind of how you are with people absolutely I feel like some of the things that I've gone through are some of the situations that people are going through currently or, you know, from the past that they've, 
that they've gone through but haven't really coped yeah. with with yet so I I try to get people to just just open up and talk about it right I think talking about it really releases those those kind of emotions those negative thoughts right yeah I think I think as human beings we always try to suppress those negative feelings and we don't really embrace it yeah yeah why do you think that um I mean I I would wonder if I was a hairstylist but why do you think that sitting in someone's chair makes it so much easier just to start talking I think it's it's kind of like a safe spot, right? Like you're you're sitting in in a chair at a salon or a bar shop, and you know you're you're getting pampered, and you know this this service provider is making you feel good, right? So I always tell my clients like I I'm not only making you look good, but I want to make you feel good too, right? Right. And and that's why I like it, like if if you read up on professions, they say that uh, the the hair industry is like one of the most rewarding professions out there it's like it's kind of like cheap therapy like you come in and look great and feel good but you don't have to pay the price of going to like you know a, a therapist right yeah so it's something i wish i would have done was to get into like therapy and, and counseling oh really why do you i don't know i, I think like psychology is is something that i'm really interested in but again, a lot of schooling, I think it's it's a little bit kind of past my time to get into that. Oh, okay. But I was just thinking lately that maybe I can start getting into um, life coaching. Yes. Yeah. I, th I think I'm kind of up for that, that challenge. It'd <laughs> be so cool. I mean, you would just be professionally trained, but a lot of your clients, I think, would vouch saying that you kind of do that already. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> That's so cool. Um, yeah, so I, I just, for me as a person, I just like to help people. Yeah. yeah. And because when, when I had issues growing up, like, I looked up to, you know, my peers and mentors, and I said, hey, you know what, like, I, like, I'm stuck. Like, I want help. I want to be able to get out of this situation and grow and be better yeah did you think that barbering would give you that rewarding aspect i would say so yeah i would say so because the the barbers that i've that i've met like they've gone through some crazy experiences that i've never gone through right yeah. so by reaching out and and talking to them it actually it actually you know, gives, gives me better insight and then it makes me grow better as a person too. Yeah. And as a barber. Yeah, just knowing that they're, like, the experience is the same. Yeah, I, I feel like with our industry, we just can't be complacent. Like, we always have to keep on moving forward. Yeah. They always say, you know, you, you are as good as your last haircut. And I don't want to be stuck at my last haircut. I want to yeah. do more and be better. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, but that's just my goal as you know as an individual like I feel like you know life is life is kind of short if you think about it and if you're just going to be complacent and stay at a certain spot then you're kind of missing out on all these other opportunities in your life right yeah it's true I mean like I found that as I grew older 
understanding that learning and growing is is a really good thing. And I remember being younger and fighting every change I could possibly fight. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> it's, you know, it, it's really good nurturing the soul because when I was younger, I, I didn't like change, any kind of change, like whether it be good change or bad change, it was always triggering the stress. Yeah. But I've learned to realize that, you know, when, when there are good changes, this is actually a good stress that I'm going through, but it's just kind of weird, you know, having those, those nervous butterfly feelings, but it's almost like going on a date, right? You get yeah. those like butterflies, but that's actually, it's a good stress, but I kind of took that as, as something that's negative. Yeah. But then I, I realized I was like, you know what? I shouldn't be thinking that way because these are going to be good changes that, going to shape me up to be you know a, a better you know person partner whatever yeah. employee down the road right yeah yeah for someone who is still in that space where they're like i hate changes i am such a good person now why would i ever want to change like what would you tell them well i think they just have to ask themselves like what's 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 making them stress about that change is because of fear yeah i feel like fear holds back a lot of people yeah yeah and if if they're still you know still confused about going through with this change they have to ask themselves like what are the pros and cons yeah. of this change that's going to happen to them like is it worth it yeah but everyone's different though, right? Like everyone wants different things. And yeah. I, I think everyone just has their own risk level too, right? Like I'm a big risk taker. Yes. I'm like a moderate, like high risk taker. So, but I'm just curious, right? Like I'm always curious to find out, you know, if I like something or not. And if I don't try it, I'm, I'm never going to know that. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. What would you like? So I know like fear is such a strong emotion and um, like you said, like not everyone, everyone's different and everyone has um, their levels of risk taking. What would you tell someone who's, who has the same mindset where, you know, I'm just curious and I want to try everything once and like, I want to do this. And then when it comes to something that's important to them, that's when they're like, mm -mm, like I've parked my car here. This is where it's staying. Uh, that's a that's a very good question. I like I have come across a lot of people that are like that. I just feel like you know if you're not willing to do it, then you're not going to see the results. Yeah. Whether it's going to be good or bad, right? Like I I used to be like that. Like before before going to this industry, I I didn't like traveling. I thought traveling was such a burden. I didn't like packing. I was just like, oh my God, I have to pack my whole entire house. Like, who wants to do that, right? But I don't know. I think it was just the fear of learning and seeing other things. Yeah. And it just felt unnatural. It felt uncomfortable. But once I started doing it more and more, it just became, it became the norm. And I started really liking it. 
So that was a really good change for me as I became, um, as I became a traveler, I, I started discovering like, you know, new things, new places, people. And like, I really liked that. Yeah. So if I haven't done that, like if I didn't want to do it, then I wouldn't have discovered all those good things, right? Right. Yeah. So like keep it. I'm hearing a lot of like be open-minded. And, and yeah. Yeah. I think so. Like your your willingness to to accept what's gonna what's gonna happen and what you're gonna see, what you're gonna learn, right? Yeah. And I think a lot of people they're just so comfortable in their spot, so they don't want to be open-minded. They're like, no. I'm good. I'm staying yeah. here, and that's it. Yeah. What What would you advise someone who's on the outside of that? Like someone who's looking at, like for example, I I was like that too. Um. So I see it very quickly in the people I have in my life when they're in that role or that position in their life. What would you tell me to do if I was like, I just I don't understand why like reach their potential or why they won't change something that they keep complaining about yeah um i think everyone's just different in that way like i don't know it's it's hard like i think it's just a personality thing like if they if they want to step forward and try it yeah and then they would but i think most people they they think twice before doing something right yeah like I can be calculated too. like whatever, whatever I get into, I, I kind of do my research, read up on it and see if that's something I want to really try and do. Yeah. But as I get older, I just feel like, you know what, I've, I've done like quite a bit already. So nothing really scares me anymore. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Like the more you do something, the more comfortable you get, and like you just don't really have that scary feeling anymore, right? Yeah, yeah. You sound really patient, given like all the life experiences you've ever had. Is that something that you would probably just tell everyone generally to be? Uh, again, like I was not patient when I was younger, but I think, you know, like all those years of being so frustrated and just always jumping to conclusions I was like why am I stressing myself out that way yeah like it just it didn't make me feel good like I don't I don't like to panic I don't like to you know be nervous or or stressed all the time so I said you know what let's let's just try to just be calm analyze the situation and and then just go from there yeah it's it's so nice and I very much appreciate it. just kind of like how you keep going back to your past but it's not in a negative way like you'll always say I learned from my past or like I noticed that this is something that was a negative aspect and I moving forward it's different um that's hard <laughs> it, it is really hard because you know some people they do th- they do things in their past where they do regret it yes um for me I like yeah i've done things where i'm I'm not too fond of or i'm not too proud of but this is how you grow as a person this is how you evolve is learn from those past experiences and try to be better right so anything that's happening in the in the past i just try to make that a better experience moving forward yeah how do you get out of that like i i mean 
you you've heard every story under the sun for me and you know I, i've had moments where i feel like i can't get out of something for months and then later say like holy this is so much better and you know i only learn later obviously hindsight being 2020 that that bad experience was a lesson in the making um like what would you tell someone who's or like when you've told me many times before, you know, you're not, this is going to pass. Um, and, you know, tell them that a lesson is coming, but they won't hear that. So what would you tell someone who's just like, I'm so fucked? Well, <clears throat> it's, it's natural to feel like you're stuck sometimes. Um, for me, I, I just feel like, you know, just try to prioritize prioritize what's what's best for you right now to get out of that situation right. <clears throat> i like before i would i would hold on to the past with certain things yeah but i think over time as you get to know yourself you start to work on yourself too yeah you start to let go of that because no one really wants to have that type of resentment right yeah like it's it's tough like i i tell my best friend this all the time i said you know like whatever is is going on in your life little things that trigger her like she gets kind of upset and i said yes. well why is that is it because it's that little thing that's making you upset or is it a deep underlying issue that's kind of surfacing back up again because this little thing is triggering you at the present moment right and you know it, it usually goes back to like childhood and you know some people say it's like relationships with family um like bullying so depending on like what has happened in the past I think you know they're just trying to figure out what that is and just talking about it yeah you know like just you know trying to get over that trauma it is tough it does take a while yes how do you like how do you get to that point where you've become comfortable with being vulnerable um yeah i i had a lot of difficulties dealing with with that because i I think it's just a sense of pride. Like I don't like to, I don't like to cry in front of people. I don't like to feel like I'm, I'm like weak or whatever, right? But I think that was just me when I was younger, where I felt a little bit kind of insecure about whatever it was in my life, right? Okay. But as you get older, it's okay to be vulnerable. It's okay to you know talk about things and and ask someone for help, right? Yeah. I think that's why. Right now, a lot of people are are talking about mental health because there are a lot of people struggling. So, whenever there are issues, like it's it's okay to reach out to someone. And I think when you talk about things in detox, it actually makes you feel a lot better moving forward. Yeah, I think just talking about it more will actually help you heal with what's what's hurting you for like for a long time. Yeah. 
what would you advise someone who is on the other side of that, the person who's listening to the person who's having a hard time being vulnerable? Um, yeah, I guess that's a tricky question. Like, like for me, if I'm feeling a little bit vulnerable, like I would, I would try to take my mind off of it. I would try to, you know, work on myself. Okay. I think when I feel like I lose myself and I'm feeling a little bit off, I try to, you know, I try to eat healthier. I try to work out just to kind of get my confidence back again. Yeah. And when I'm, when I'm well grounded and knowing myself and feeling good about myself, then those issues don't even really come up anymore. Oh, okay. Because now you feel a little, is it a sense of control that you're looking for again? Kind of, yeah. I guess, like, with my life, I like to kind of have a bit of control. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's just like the OCD in me. But, yeah, I just feel like, you know, I, when I don't feel good, I just have to kind of do things that I feel much better about myself like you know doing activities um playing sports seeing friends traveling like the the important things in my life that makes me happy yeah that kind of gets rid of all those uh those negative stuff oh that's really nice i think it's that i know i keep saying this because it's it's hard but um i think it's really nice that you can give yourself that and it doesn't sound like you're guilty about it no I mean no one's perfect I'm I mean I'm only human right like yes there are things I'm gonna do that that aren't gonna be right you know but yeah. if I can differentiate from wrong and right and I can pick that up and do better then then that's pretty much all I can really do yeah <laughs> like I I feel like life is stressful as it is so i just try to make it easier for myself yeah so i don't think too much of it but um yeah i don't know i just feel like just do whatever makes you happy and then you won't worry too much about like the bad stuff yeah um I won't, I, I feel like I know you're busy and I know you're doing stuff today. So I have, I have one more question um, before, well, actually I have a few, but <laughs> I'll try and wrap this up quicker. Um, I noticed that like when, when you're talking, there's a lot of like, you like staying grounded and you're very present, right? Is there anything about your life that you would change? Yeah, you know what? Someone asked me this before and I said no, because I, I think whatever I've done in the past, has shaped me up to be who I am yeah. today and it brought me to where I am right now if it wasn't for those things then I wouldn't be here right yeah and but the one thing I do think back that I would like to change is is actually graduating high school I think that's something I, I would have oh. liked to do yeah why do you think that like why would you want to change that I think I think I I could have had better opportunities with my life if I did finish school, but it's not something I really like. I, I don't regret it, but I think it would have directed me in a different path. Oh, so it might it might have maybe directed me in 
I don't know, getting to like psychology maybe or getting to like counseling. Okay. So something, it's not that you would change it because you would rather, it's more you would change it because it would have put you somewhere where you also want to be. Mm-hmm. Oh, still the positive side of it. Yeah. That's so nice. Um, is there any advice for anyone who's looking into barbering and just kind of like you are a huge risk taker. So any advice for someone who is not a huge risk taker? Mm, I would say, yeah, just, just, just take um, baby steps. Like if, if you don't want to go all in, find other ways to kind of make yourself feel more comfortable in taking more risks, right? Because sometimes I, like I take baby steps in certain things that I do too. Like I don't just kind of get right into it. I'm more, I think I'm more calculated with like, with my decision-making with some things. Right. But I always like to have like a safety net, right? So I always have like like a plan plan A and plan B, yeah. Yeah, okay. Is your plan B as detailed as your plan A, I'm assuming? Uh, I would say so, yeah. Um, more or less. And I think plan B is just a little bit more relaxed. It's something I can kind of fall back to, right? Right. Like the flexible one. Yeah, exactly. You try plan B at plan A, but then it doesn't work. So then you can always go to plan B, right? Just so I have those two options to kind of choose from. Right. Right. And, and I get, I obviously that would make you feel better too, knowing that like, there's always a fallback. Do you find Mm. that if you have a plan B you are dependent on almost like knowing that because I have a plan B I don't have to try so hard with plan A Mm. I I can see why like some people would choose plan B it's it's more easier it's less stressful and you don't really have to put in much effort like it'll still work no matter what but I feel like I for myself, I like to just just challenge myself just to see if I can actually do better with plan A. Right. Yeah. I feel like if I if I can do more, I would like to do more. Yeah. 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 So then you would always your perfect plan would always be the first and then plan mm-hmm. B. I I guess for for you though, like because of that reasoning that you'd always just hope for plan A. With plan B being so flexible, do you still try to aim for the things that you aim for in plan A? Absolutely, yeah. Cool. No, that's really nice. That's actually, it's nice to hear that it's not just like, I I can see, like you said, like a lot of people would fall back on, well, I have a plan B, so I don't have to try so hard and Mm -hmm. then just not do anything in plan A anymore. Well, I really, really appreciate um you being on my podcast and as always you're always so there's always a lot of like wisdom in everything you say and it's always so chill too like so thanks holly for you know being my hairstylist and then just being the guiding light through my life really too oh that's awesome like i i'm so glad to be here like thanks for having me on because like you're, you're not going to just ask anyone right so for you to ask me I, I feel i feel really honored and special so Thanks, yeah no yeah. of course you were definitely one of the people that I um just because there's a there's a lot about you that inspire me and 
like even from far away there they continued to um motivate me and you know like i said i i've known you since like 2012 and we've kept in touch through all these years even though i've never been in the same province as you so you you were a must and i'm really happy that you're open to it too oh that's awesome yeah absolutely like even though we're far away we're not the same city same province but at least we're always just like i don't know like a phone call away a text away or, yeah. or Zooming, right so i'm always yeah. here whenever you need yeah thanks holly thank you for being here um i'll see you guys next week for episode four thanks thank you <laughs>